0: NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately he got the handoff. It's the Qnator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you.
2: From the jet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, we bring in our friend who is the co-founder of U-Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Generally Jets. He says, multiple part question. Part one, would you be happy if the Jets free agency signings were Joe Flacco, Laurent Duvernay, Tardif, Michael Gallup, James Daniels, Hassan Reddick, Foye Aluakon, Quandre Diggs, Corderell Patterson, Larry Ogunjobi, and Gerald Everett. Come on, let's be <laughs> realistic. There are other teams in the league they are going to be looking to sign players. <laughs> if you get two of those guys, I would consider it lucky. I'm not talking about Flacco and Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Those are two different situations. I'm talking about the external guys, Daniels, Gallup, Reddick, Aluakon, Diggs, Corderell Patterson, Ogunjobi, <laughs> and Everett. If you get two of those guys, you'd be lucky. So I would be fine with any two of those guys would be nice. As far as the second part of your question, you asked if the Jets pulled off a trade where they dealt number four to the Eagles for number 16 and number 19. And they wound up with their three first round picks, getting Ahmad Gardner, Trayvon Walker and Trey McBride. How would you assess that? I think 19 is way too early for Trey McBride. I would love to have Trey McBride. We've talked about that. Nick, both of us are on the same Mm -hmm. page there. I would not pick him at 19. But as far as getting Trayvon Walker and Ahmad Gardner, sign me up for that for sure. I think Walker is a traits guy more than anything else, and there's some projection there. But if the coaching staff feels comfortable that he can be a full-time edge player in the NFL, he's explosive, especially for a guy who's 6'5", 275. He can drop back in coverage. He can play all over the line. He can get to the quarterback. So if they feel that he can be a top-tier edge rusher in the NFL and a chess piece for Salah, then I'm all for that. Everybody knows I love Ahmad Gardner, so I'd absolutely love that. And Trey McBride, I would love to have him, just wouldn't take him at 19. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on the free agent list that was presented? And then the <laughs> scenario with the Jets trading down from number four with the Eagles to get number 16 and 19 and winding up with three first-round picks that result in Ahmad Gardner, <laughs> Trayvon Walker, and Trey McBride.
3: Oh, wow. It's, a, uh, it's like playing. It's like a Madden simulation. Um, free agency is... The list of players is, is great. It sounds great. So mm-hmm. if you can pick and choose, like you said, a few of them, um, sure. Like I, I love, I like pretty much almost every guy you mentioned there. Um, so if you can come a, come away with a a sequence of like you said, two or three of them, and then that's great. You know, talking about the external free agents, not the LDT and Flacco, um, which I would bring both of them back to. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, as for for the draft, I think if you're sitting at four and Thibodeau and Hutchinson are gone, I would move back for sure. But if one of those two guys are at four, I would take them just because of the position value. And I think those are, you know, two of the four best players in this draft. So I wouldn't move it if they're there. If they're not there, then what are the Eagles moving up for is the question too. Like you have to look at it that way for, for the same reason why you want to move out of it might not be valuable to another team because what are you moving into it for? Like unless they really like, You know, they're not going to draft a quarterback, um, you know, unless they really love Kyle Hamilton. Like, is that what they're going to move up for? Um, So the trade back option at four is tough. I think 10 is more realistic because then you can kind of, you know, reason with taking a quarterback there at 10. Um, But four, I think it's just too early. Uh, But in that situation, I wouldn't love the hall, to be honest with you. I love Sauce Gardner. Um, when you said I'm a Gardner, I was like, who's that? I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> um, I love him. I, I think he's a great player. Uh, I would, in that situation, try to get Jermaine Johnson from, from Florida State. Uh, McBride is way too early at 19. And, and, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and even my brother, who's like, oh, McBride's not going to be there at 35, no way. I, I think people are, because of the you know the 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 man crushes we have on the guy are overrating him a bit Mm -hmm. i don't think he's this can't miss like slam dunk first round pick tight end i don't think he's going in the first round Mm -hmm. and i think if you i think there is a situation where the jets might even pass on him at 35 and 38 and we'll be really mad about it you know like i don't Mm -hmm. think he's a a lock top 40 pick um i think he has his his limitations. Um, I think he's really good, and I really want him on the Jets. But to say he's like a first-round pick, I completely disagree with. <laughs> um, you know, like Travis Kelsey, Gronk. These guys were better prospects than him, and they went in the second round. I mean, just as of recently, because of Kyle Pitts, obviously going fourth, and um, Hawkinson went top. What did he go? Like six or eight or something like that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Those guys were were machines in college. You know, McBride had like one touchdown last season, and it's not his fault. It's not a great offense. It's not a um, you know great quarterback play, and I think he projects as a better pro. Um, But he has some limitations as a blocker. um, Smaller arms. You know, he's not as athletically gifted as some of these guys. So I think, and it sounds like I'm shitting on him, but I draft him in every single one of my mocks, Mm -hmm. and he's like the one guy I really want in the draft. But I think we just have to realize that he's not probably not to the the level of prospect as like a Kelsey and a Gronk were so i think you have to realize that there could be a situation where the jets don't see him as a top 40 pick and they don't pick him there i would be upset about it um so to pick him at i think what did he have 19 i think that's like extremely early and I, and i think there's no way they would do that um i would love to have three first round pick. like i think i tweeted it to i forget who i was talking to about it but I would probably in a, in a year like this, I would rather have the Eagles picks than the Jets picks this year. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy because you're picking four and 10 and 15, 16, and 19. But I think that's like the sweet spot of the draft. Like I'm, I'm almost jealous of the Eagles because you could come away with a, you know, Sauce Gardner probably or a Jermaine Johnson. You can come away with one of the top uh, linebackers like Devin Lloyd and you can get Linderbaum. Like those are three really good, you know, prob- Pro Bowl level players but you almost feel like it's too early to take any of them at four and ten. We took it all.
0: We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did.
1: And in the end... What
0: will I become?
1: Senwa Saga.
0: Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win
2: them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown.
0: Play like a jet. Play
2: like a jet. Next question comes in from Tyler Sloboda. He says, assuming Joe Douglas is the guy and hits this offseason out of the park, what's a realistic timetable for the Jets to actually contend? With the cap space and the draft capital, I can't see Joe Douglas messing up too badly, especially since the last draft seemed like a success, although it is too early to tell. First of all, do not jinx this. Because it's always possible for somebody to mess up very badly I know we all like Joe Douglas, but anything can happen So do not even put that out there But as far as if Joe Douglas hits this offseason out of the park What's the timetable? To me, that really depends on what Zach Wilson does in year two Because if Zach Wilson... Takes a jump, not even necessarily to elite level If year number two, let's say he's at Jimmy Garoppolo level If Joe Douglas hit this out of the park with the draft picks and the free agents There's a very real chance the Jets could be a playoff contender in 2022 But again, it all goes back to how good is Zach Wilson going to be If Zach Wilson doesn't make any kind of real jump Then it's going to be a problem no matter what Joe Douglas does around
3: him yeah, uh, if they don't contend next year or at least play some meaningful games in December they failed. Like and and Zach Wilson isn't any good. Like you just have to be there has to be that that progress. There has to be that belief, you know, more importantly from you know, say all you want as a fan like going into the season thinking you know X Y and Z. If this team doesn't go into next season believing they can contend, adding a few veterans, adding, you know, a lot of young talent with four top 40 picks, if you can't manage to put that all together with the draft that they had last year, um, a guy in like Beckton who you think is a franchise left tackle, if this team isn't in contention to win eight, nine, hopefully 10 games next year, then, then it's a failure. In my opinion, I, I think we have to stop thinking this team is like a, like a little, you know, it's like, Oh, it's cute. You know, they're up and coming. Like, the team needs to think that they're going to compete next year. And that starts with the owner opening the checkbook to whatever Douglas wants to do. It starts with Douglas signing real free agents to real contracts, not just like, oh, one-year deal, or here's a three-year deal that that I can get out of in one year. Like, yeah, those are all good. But I think it starts with the mindset that we're going to sign you because we think you're going to be a part of this team winning this year, next year, and going forward. I'm not talking about getting into like, a four-year deal like Tremaine Johnson where you're still paying for it. You know, obviously be smart with the contracts that you give out, but the thought process needs to be we're competing this year and we're competing next year and going forward and we're signing players that we believe are going to be the difference makers. You know, if it's a receiver, if it's an edge rusher, you know, we're not looking to get those like layaway deals anymore. You know, so the thought process from the owner to the GM to Sala, you know, to the quarterback is, 2022 is a real year it's not a hey we're gonna give it a go and hopefully you know we see some progress at the end of the year i think we're all tired of that and that needs to be the thought process from the top all the way to the bottom so if they're not in you know in in november thanksgiving let's say with a pulse then you need you need to you know there needs to be i don't want to say like you know someone loses their job but there needs that needs to be the thought Um, and I'm a, I'm a Douglas guy and I think they got the right guys in charge. So that's why I expect them to win, you know, next year. But if they don't, then something's wrong and something needs to change. Next question comes in from Rob Grant. He says,
2: love the podcast and gave it another review yesterday. But had to replace the one I'd given it before Does the show get additional credit for a review By someone who previously reviewed it First of all Rob thank you so much For the kind words and for the review And for anybody who hasn't given us A five star review on iTunes If you like the show if you could do that for us Really appreciate it it helps this show Out a lot And as I say all the time at the end of the show, it really costs you nothing and it doesn't take more than a couple of seconds. But, Rob, I really appreciate you doing that. I'll be honest, I have no idea how that works. So, either way, I'm glad you gave us positive feedback and I really appreciate you continuing to listen and support the show. Next question comes in from Say My Name. He says, What would your perfect free agency (coughs) hall be if they went all defense? What would your perfect free agency hall be if they went all offense? you got to be realistic here. So if they go all defense or all offense, that means that they're really only going to get one or two impact players on each side of the ball. You're not going to be able to get huge difference makers. So if you're going all offense... I would say, as you said before, Nick, assuming you're not trading for a wide receiver, signing either Godwin or Robinson at wide receiver and then getting an offensive lineman, maybe Brandon Scherf for somebody like that. If you're going all offense, mm-hmm. if you're going all defense, I would say Marcus Williams, the safety from the Saints and Foye Aluakon, the linebacker from the Falcons would make a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, I, I like that. I like Marcus Williams, number one on defense. So you know, the linebacker, I would like to sign in free agency because I don't, I would love investing a, uh, a premium pick in that position, um, especially while you still have Mosley and you drafted a bunch of guys who you're going to kind of move around up there and you have Quincy Williams. So maybe sign a veteran cornerback, even if you don't think, you know, even if you don't, you know, back the truck up for one, I would still, I think they, that room needs a veteran corner um and then maybe on an in- interior defensive line if you lose Fatukasi uh i would sign somebody there maybe like bj hill is somebody that i really like and is probably going to shake free i know he had that great playoff run with the Bengals after being traded from the giants um so i would go basically fill the positions in free agency that i don't like to draft it with premium picks linebacker uh interior d line um and then a veteran corner uh, and then that's that's to say if they don't want like to shake it up and go crazy and get like Hassan Reddick or Chandler Jones, obviously, um, or like, you know, one of the veteran pass rushers, which I don't I don't, know, I don't think they would do after signing Lawson. I think you want to get, get a younger guy in there um, and then offensively, it would start again with, like you said, one of the receivers or Dalton Schultz is a guy that I, I know the Jets do like. I know there's a lot of reports about that. I can definitely say I've heard the same. Um, so he's be somebody i wouldn't be surprised you know if he makes it to the market that they go really hard after so um you know and then yeah as you mentioned uh, an interior off- offense alignment as well um and then depending on what, what happens with barrios maybe if you add two receivers in free agency, like uh you know your bigger number one guy and then somebody a special teamer slash uh depth guy there um unless you think you could do that in the draft as well so It starts really with the receiver on one end and the safety on the other end. Next question comes in from Peter
2: J. Dillard, and it sort of ties into what we just talked about. He says, gentlemen, what do you think Joe Douglas is going to do about safety? I think as fans, we don't mind a free agent like Marcus Williams, but I also think that Joe Douglas might be hesitant to pay big money for a safety and may not want to invest a high draft pick in one either. So what do you think they're going to Mm do? I think they would be willing to shell out money for a safety if it's Marcus Williams because he's 25 years old, (laughs) one of the best in the league, and he's going to shake free, and the only reason it's going to happen is because the Saints are $70 million over the salary cap, so I think if they can get Williams, they would invest. Other than that I think they might pay a mid Tier safety and I don't think they're going To use a first round pick on a safety Probably not a second round pick either But I could see them using one in the Third or fourth to grab a safety they like As one example if say Leon O'Neill Jr. is available Uh Maybe he's a guy they look At at the top of the third round There's a variety of different ways you can Go I would have said Jalen Petrie but now I think he probably goes in the second round so Odds are he won't be there in the third But I do think they would shell out for Marcus Williams I do think they'll Be looking to at the very least get Some sort of mid-tier level Safety in free agency and even If they don't draft one in the first or second Round I wouldn't be surprised at all If they do what they did with Ashton Davis a couple Of years ago and draft one in the third or even The fourth
3: yeah I'm on I'm in The same boat with you there I think in a perfect World they're they come away with Marcus Williams in free agency I think that's Their their number one target I think they think he can Um excel you know as he did in new orleans great player very young still um he can excel in, in a role with Salah, um and i think he fits what they want to, do, want to do and he fits the joe douglas um you know being 25 years old being cl- a very clean guy to add free agency like a carl lawson was um minus the injury risk i mean every player has injury risk it's football obviously anything can happen but Um, Williams doesn't come really with any baggage. So I think he's like the perfect free agency splash you make, you know, he can become your, uh, your star in the back end of your, your defense. Um, So when you are signing a guy and like you mentioned, Scott, when, when you have a guy like Williams normally would not make it to, you know, the market, but the saints um, have a quarterback they need to fill. And also a bunch of other deals are going to be working just to get under Um, I think a guy like you'll see him in Armstead, you know, make it back to the market and who knows crazier things have happened. They could always keep him somehow. Um, But if he hits the market, I think that's who the jets are going to kind of go all in for. Um, And then whether it's a, you know, there are second tier safeties in free agency that are, that are really good. Um, I know the other mailbag question mentioned digs. Uh, There's Reed, Um, even peppers with the giants is a guy who's going to have a big market and he could, he could have a, a role here. Um, so they're, they're going to sign one. Um, and then I wouldn't be shocked also if they they use uh, a pick there. Um, and then obviously there is uh, uh, the, the D-back they drafted last year, Pinnock, who they were impressed with at safety. So there's there's always the option. He gets a look too. So um, you're going to have bodies, you know, different bodies there for sure. I mean, I think they used eight safeties last year or something like that. They were signing guys like every week. Um, so they're, they're going to invest there uh, I just I doubt, highly doubt it's going to be anything Like you mentioned in the first round and probably not the second
2: Next question comes in From Jared Helmuth. he says What are your thoughts on the term generational When talking about a draft prospect People keep trying to say that you Can't pass on Hamilton or Linderbaum Because they're quote generational But as far as I'm concerned, it's used too much It should mean consensus mm-hmm. Best player in the draft." Or number one overall pick I think people are getting carried away with this Yeah I agree I think people use the term generational A little too liberally It's one thing to say that a player is Top of the draft level good But if you're going to say Someone's generational You've got to be talking about somebody That you legitimately believe Is a Hall of Fame caliber player And maybe the best player To emerge in the draft at that position In 20-30 years And most times when people say generational, that's not what they're talking about. So I agree with you. I think it gets overused. There haven't been that many players that I've seen That I looked at in the draft And said this guy's generational I'm sure I could come up with a few If I really sat here and thought about it Maybe Adrian Peterson That would probably be the first one that sticks out in my head Where you saw him coming out of Oklahoma And you said this guy's a generational running back There are other guys that are great players But you wouldn't necessarily say that about them This guy is absolutely going to be the best player In his position of the last 20-30 years but Nick I do think that that term gets Way overused you hear it used about Prospects in every draft and there Are not generational prospects in every Single draft
3: yeah it's totally It's just one of the draft terms and, and It's funny because I I think I tweeted Something out yesterday or a few days ago About the new hot thing this Year is like player X Is going to be you know the Team's version of Debo Samuel right. Like that's another like hot Draft or free agency term it's I mean, generational. What what does that mean? Like everybody said that about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Is was he like a generational prospect? I don't know. Um, I think when you use that term, it's usually like with a quarterback, right? Like an Andrew Luck, a Peyton Manning, you know, John Elway prospects, like quarterbacks that you doesn't matter if you have one, you know, that you really like. You're still gonna take him because he's that good. It's hard to say because you know, even look back in the past, let's use the 10 years, for example. Who's the best player in football over the last 10 years? Aaron Donald, maybe? Mm-hmm. He was drafted in the mid-first round. He wasn't generational. You know, he turned out to be one of the best defensive players ever. Same with Darrell Rivas. Drafted, you know, what was he, 18th or 16th, like in that 12th, like that range? Like, he was a generational corner, but he wasn't a generational prospect. So usually when you use that term, you tend to be wrong. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. what is what defines a generational player like you said a hall of famer so again it's usually used at as quarterbacks but to say Kyle Hamilton is not a generational player, I think that's a, like laughable when I hear that.
2: That's going to wrap up part two of the mailbag. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has got some great videos up there taking a look at Dalton Schultz, who could be a Jets target, free agency at tight end. Speaking of tight end, he's got a great video up there of Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State, and what he thinks McBride could do for the Jets offense if the Jets were to draft him he's got a video up reviewing Zach Wilson's most recent performance against the Buffalo Bills and breaking down how he went from being a turnover prone quarterback to a turnover-free quarterback. That's all on our YouTube channel right now, so check out those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says go long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com anatomy of an
1: ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect
0: define an opportunity
1: imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now
0: identify a problem